Hey everyone, before we get started on today's episode, I want to tell you about a new smartphone that we love here at Brave Parenting. It is perfect for parents and children. It has no browser, no Wi-Fi, no social media, no games, no app store, and cannot send or receive images. But it has everything your child needs. In addition to making phone calls and sending text messages, it has a calendar, camera, voice recorder, music, stopwatch, and an alarm. Gab Wireless has released their brand new phone and you are going to love it. No more worrying about whether parental controls are set up correctly. No more worrying about what apps your child is installing on their phone. And the setup is easy because this phone was designed by parents for parents. We ourselves have tested this Gab phone with our own children and we absolutely love it. Even better, it looks great too. The Gab phone is an Android-based smartphone that looks as sleek and stylish as any other smartphone on the market. Even more, the Gab phone is only $99.99. Why pay hundreds of dollars for a smartphone when you can get everything your child needs at this unbelievable price? You also don't have to worry about spotty coverage. Gab Wireless utilizes America's leading 4G LTE network for only $20 a month with no long-term contracts or commitment. Compare that to plans by other major providers, and this too is a great deal for parents looking to save money. If you are considering a smartphone for your child, you can learn more about the Gab phone by Gab Wireless at braveparenting.net slash gab. If you use our promo code BRAVE19 at checkout, you'll also receive $5 off your purchase of the Gab phone, saving you even more. Again, go to braveparenting.net slash gab, G-A-B-B, to learn more about Gab Wireless and use promo code BRAVE19 B-R-A-V-E-1-9 at checkout to receive $5 off your order. And now on to today's show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast. I am your host and the founder of Brave Parenting, Kelly Newcomb, and this is where you'll receive the encouragement, insight, and information that you need to raise kids of character and our culture saturate it with media and technology. We know it takes a lot of courage and hard work to not only stay on top of changing technology, but then to decide how to incorporate into your family's life. So our ultimate goal here is to keep you educated and equipped to raise your tech-savvy kids. Welcome to today's show. All right, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about YouTube, now 15 years old, as well as reviewing the YouTube Music app. So as a parent, you know YouTube is a big deal. You cannot meet anyone who doesn't know YouTube. Chances are as soon as your young children, toddlers are learning to talk, they already know what YouTube is and they love it, right? I hear from so many parents facing um, the, the hard choices of how much YouTube they allow their kids. The kids love it. It's a great way to find, um, maybe a little 30 minute cartoon that might be educational. I mean, as kids get older, they even more love it, whether it be, again, educational videos, they're watching videos of other peers playing video games, or they're learning how to make slime. There's so much content out there on YouTube that it's kind of hard to say, maybe we shouldn't use this because kids love it so much. And we can't deny that we as parents also find it very beneficial. We may not be watching other people play video games, but maybe you are. And that may be okay for you if that's your your pastime. But we could find out 
new recipes. We can figure out how to fix our dishwasher if it breaks or pretty much how to fix anything that might be broken. I actually disassembled the door of my car all through a YouTube video to try and fix my window. So there you go, right? If I can do it, anybody can learn from YouTube. But again, it creates this hard decision of how much YouTube is too much YouTube. I would encourage you, you know, as we talk about YouTube being 15 years old, and I'm going to give you some statistics to kind of help you reel in the enormity of YouTube, but it's never too young to start talking about healthy YouTube use. What does that look like for you? What does it look like for your family? What do you do time limits? Um, why do you have them? You know, what do they look like in your life? Um, do you know what devices your child is accessing YouTube on? Are they able to get on YouTube at school? This is a great question for you to ask the principal, the teacher, any administrator. A lot of elementary schools, I know, block it, but middle schools and high schools can, you know, allow it and kids can get on there. Um, really, instead of doing their work, they could be watching YouTube if they don't even have their own personal device that has YouTube. So the conversation needs to be ongoing, continuously be talking about YouTube because we know it's got some dangers. Maybe the, the greatest being the autoplay feature that just kind of keeps us watching over and over and over. But even more so is the idea of YouTube fame. We've talked about this in other episodes. So many people, I think as a matter of fact, a survey done of young people today, the number one answer, or at least close to number one, was that kids wanted to be a YouTuber when they grew up. They don't want to be an astronaut or a teacher or a doctor anymore. They want to be a YouTuber because that is what has been what is elevated in our society. So we start young. We have these conversations. We talk about what it might mean to be a YouTuber. Do we have something productive um, to really add to society? on YouTube to our culture? Um, or are we just wanting to sort of be famous by showing off our everyday life? And if your children are really into it, what does it look like when they're following certain YouTubers who are just showcasing their own life, sort of making episodes of their everyday um, existence and what they do and some of our families and some, you know, talk about kids and what does that really look like? What's the heart behind why they're watching this type of content? You don't have to have all the answers. The idea is just to start the conversation. If you bring up YouTube, I guarantee you, your kids are going to start talking. Just ask them, hey, what's the coolest YouTube video that you've seen recently? And I can 100% guarantee you that they probably will have a good story to tell you. And you can just kind of gain insight into their life and what they're seeing and what they're being exposed to so that you can know how to um, really shepherd their hearts as far as YouTube goes. Now, just for fun, I want to give you some statistics on YouTube. Now that it is 15 years old, today, more than 2 billion visit YouTube every month and 500 hours of footage is uploaded every minute. 500 hours every minute. That is enormous. I mean, that we can't even, <laughs> I can't really even grasp just how much that is. What's interesting though is it's really hard to get 2 billion people to play by the rules, right? So which is why we've had a lot of controversy um, across the headlines of YouTube, whether it be um, some of the dangerous pranks that are being profiled on YouTube, as well as the radicalization of its users, the questionable images of children, um, the comments on those, the, the 
sort of rabbit hole that you can get into of predators. Now, more than 70% of YouTube watch time is all generated on a mobile device. Not too surprising that 70% because all of us have our personal devices. And when you just want to watch something, that's definitely going to be your go-to. YouTube is available in more than 91 countries and in 80 different languages. The most popular branded YouTube channel is Lego. And they have actually over 7 million subscribers and they receive more than 8 billion views. YouTubers collectively watch over 46,000 years of content in one year. So 46,000 years of content is viewed in one year. Most people claim that relaxing and entertainment are the top reasons why they watch YouTube. The youngest YouTuber is Ryan from Ryan's Toys Review, and he makes more than $11 million a year and has 18 million subscribers on his channel. It's crazy to think about. Now, 95% of the most popular YouTube videos are music videos. Maybe not too surprising. You've probably gone yourself to look for a song, or maybe you just Googled a song and the first thing that popped up was YouTube. In order to listen to that song, you've been able to watch the video, which brings in and ties us right to our app review of YouTube Music. Now, YouTube Music is another app among many music apps. We reviewed Spotify back in episode three. You can check that out. And there's lots of others such as Pandora, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. So let's just go through some facts for you as parents to know about the YouTube Music app. Fact number one, the basic. As of right now, this is ranked number four in the music category on iTunes. Now, YouTube is, as we just discussed, one of the most popular websites on earth and by far the most successful video platform. Every day, people are going to YouTube for music whether it's music from the original artist or a remix, mashup, or a fan cover. Therefore, YouTube Music boasts itself as the app with the largest catalog of music to stream. Fact number two, it's free, but it's terrible. (laughs) The app is free to download, but notably, it's pretty worthless as the free version. Many users have reported that the app is extremely glitchy and that there are ads that play about every three to six songs on the free version. Also, when you're using the free version, you cannot close the now playing screen, like it has to stay open, which of course can be a big drain on your battery. Fact number three, premium membership. So of course, there's the free version and then like many apps, there's the paid version. So interestingly enough, there's two versions of premium membership. And we're kind of break it down here for you. There's YouTube Music Premium, right? So it's the premium of YouTube Music. But then there's YouTube Premium. So, and that covers the music and YouTube. So it's kind of a no-brainer that you would go with the YouTube Premium because it covers the premium features of YouTube itself as well as music. Now, YouTube Premium is $15.99 a month. And if you were just going to get the YouTube Music, it would be $12.99 a month. Now, the features do offer you the ad-free music, which is great. It also gives you the background listening, so you can have it running in the background. You can close your phone, right? That's a, a huge feature, as well as download the music that you're listening to. So pretty much a premium membership is kind of like a no brainer. If you look at it cost wise, if you're a big viewer of YouTube and you wanted an ad free experience, then this may be worth it. But $15.99 a month 
it is actually significantly more expensive to have YouTube Premium than to say Apple Music, which is only $10 a month. Fact number five, home, hot list, and library. There's a couple features in YouTube Music that parents may want to know about. Home. This is a constantly updated list of music and videos tailored to the user's taste and location. For example, you're at home. Here's some family-friendly music to listen to. Or you're at the gym. Here's some upbeat, energetic music to get your workout going. Now, when you first sign up for YouTube Music, it, of course, asks you to pick a handful of artists that you like, and that begins the tailoring process of its algorithms to choose what music it's going to recommend for you. This is how all the music apps work, so this is really nothing different. The next feature in there is Hot List. YouTube's, this is YouTube's trending page, but it's exclusively for music videos. So we need to remember, because YouTube itself is known for music videos, of course, YouTube Music is going to have a, a very specific place to feature all of those videos. And the, the third is the library. The library is where you'll find all of your downloaded music, your saved music, anything you recently played, your playlists, and everything you've liked or artists that you've subscribed to. Fact number five, the ratings. The Apple iTunes rates it as 17 plus. Google Play gives it a T for teen. So we at Brave Parenting, when Apple puts something at a 17 plus, it really makes us take notice and ask that question of why is it ranked 17 plus? Because if Snapchat is going to be rated as 12 plus, and we see a lot of dangers there, if it's going to say YouTube music is 17 plus, well, that's pretty concerning. So we at Brave Parenting are going to stick with that at 17 plus. So here's the deal. Kids love music. We love music, right? It is, it's helpful. It's healing. It has so many great features in our life. You know, for kids, it can really transport them out of their heads, which can be a good thing. Sometimes lyrics can um, give words to emotions that they don't know how to feel. I mean, just think back probably to your own middle school days when you had certain lyrics that you would write out and they just became very profound to you. You sort of lived by these music lyrics. What we need to be conscious of is the content of our kids' music. So streaming apps, especially ones like YouTube Music, who boasts the largest content library, they're going to provide access to all sorts of music. If you look at the reason for this rating of 17+, well, it's due to the amount of mature content in the music videos, the amount of drugs, violence, sexual content, all of that that's in those videos. Now, it's easy to think that because we use YouTube for music already, um, maybe it'd be on the desktop, or maybe you know, you're using it on your own phone, that this would be fine. But our, our caution is really emphasizing on the music videos aspect of this. You know, every music app out there that you can use has videos. But because YouTube is particularly known for videos, it makes it a highlight of their streaming app. And there is a very strong difference between listening to a song and then interpreting the music, the lyrics, sort of letting it, um, you know, wash over your mind, take it into your heart. What does it mean to you? Maybe you just like the rhythm. Maybe you really like the words. There's that experience. And then there's the experience of watching a music video where you're hearing the song 
But what you're really doing is you're processing the video producer's interpretation of the song or their creative expression of that song. The greatest example I can think of for you as a parent to do, if you have not seen this video, I really encourage you to sort of take on this little um, experiment, if you will. And it is the song, This is America by Childish Gambino. Maybe you've seen the video because it kind of created a little bit of controversy when it came down, when it came out. It's an okay song. Um, it's got an okay rhythm and the lyrics are what they are. And it can be a pleasant song to listen to. It's not that bad. Not necessarily my taste, but it's not bad. However, watching the video is a completely different experience. Um, it is, it's more like watching a, a movie like that's disturbing and you're not really expecting it. Um, or even um, like the news. So I don't want to tell you too much because I really think this is a great experiment for you to do to really take in the difference between listening to a song and watching a music video. Today's kids really love the experience of watching music videos, but it's something that we need to be conscious of. As parents, I really believe we have a responsibility to be stewards of the content that our kids consume not only good content, but for it to be godly content. If we allow them to be exposed to um, overly sexualized imagery um, with maybe half-dressed girls dancing in the background of a rap video, um, the worship of fame or wealth and popular videos, especially like Cardi B, the amount of hate, violence, arrogance, racism, all of that stuff that can be in these music videos if we allow our kids to take that all in, well, then we have to expect that it is going to influence them. It's going to influence their worldview. It's going to influence their preferences, their thoughts. And to be honest, it's okay for our children to not be in the know of what's going on with certain artists or their music videos. And if our kids go somewhere, maybe church or maybe school, then they're like, oh, you don't let me listen to this music and all my friends are talking about this music and I feel really left out. That's, that's not, don't cave on that. That's not a bad thing. That's actually a really good thing that you have protected them from some of, of the garbage that's really out there. I believe this is really what scripture talks about when it warns about being friends with the world, when it tells us to flee from sexual immorality and imagery and really rejecting the ways of culture. You know, scripture also says that there is a wide road and a broad gate and many are entering through it. But then there's this narrow road that Christ followers are called to walk on and only a few find it. And music can seem like an open, you know, it's okay. It's just music. But as parents raising our kids, really trying to develop the character of Christ, we have to be diligent about and, and careful about what we allow them to consume. So again, will they feel left out of conversations at youth group? Maybe. Will they crave to listen to pop music every now and then? Yeah, they, they may. And you know what? We can let them listen to it. But context really matters. They can listen to it plugged in to the FM radio. Why? Because radio edits are very different than original album versions or explicit versions, or especially music videos. So if there is maybe a pop song that you even like, download it, you know, enjoy that pop song together. If maybe you heard a song from a movie and they like it, 
it doesn't have to all be maybe Christian music or old school music or, you know, whatever type of wholesome, you know, music that you want them to listen to. You don't have to ban all music. But there is a time and a place and a maturity that music videos should be allowed to be on their personal devices. So when it comes to allowing YouTube music, we're definitely going to say you should be older, should be able to really discern and have a pretty solid worldview before you have access to every song's music video available to you. All right, well, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you missed anything in the show or you want to learn more, or if you have any experience with YouTube music that you would like to share with us, we would love to hear it. You can email us at podcast at braveparenting.net. For an in-depth look at how you can build strong character using the technology that kids love, pick up our book over on Amazon. It's called Managing Media, Creating Character. And hey, please subscribe if you are listening to us, whatever your favorite podcast platform is, and share with your friends. Um, Everyone needs to be encouraged and equipped in this way. So this is how others can find out about our podcast. So please share. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave Parenting Podcast, where we believe that character is greater than media and every child deserves a brave parent willing to set a new standard. Until next week, go and be brave.